0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. And we are on uh, episode 31 today, guys. So we're going to be bringing you some more stuff today. And with me, as always, is Josh. What's going on, man? Eh, It's going well, man. It's
1: always good on on recording night.
0: Hell yeah. All right, guys. So on this episode, we're going to have our Loud Thumbs playlist, like we always bring to you guys. Uh, Halo campaign was shown, so we're going to discuss that a little bit. We just got to watch that in the pre-show again. And we're going to talk some N64 games uh, on the Switch aren't very pleasant, from what we understand, not the greatest thing in the world yet. And uh, topic of the show today, we're going to be bringing you guys our favorite video game genres. So watch out for that. Get ready. Uh, but before we get onto that, Josh has got a little housekeeping for you guys, and we'll go from there.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, guys, it's, you know, it's always super easy to find us. Google Google loud thumbs. We are the entire first page. Still very cool. (laughs) Um, You know, find us on all our social media like uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, We have a Discord that you know very open for discussion uh, for anything. You talking with us? Very very good for interaction. Um, And we have our YouTube channel. Um, If you're watching here's where you find the power up bar as well. But you know. Help us out. Give us subscribe. We're halfway to our hundred uh, subscriber goal. Where it gets us that unique URL that you know makes it a little easier to find us on YouTube. And then finally, um, Apple Podcast. Um, if you can drop us a review, helps us reach more people. Um, you know, spreads the love just a little bit more. And then finally, email us. Guys, yeah, I'll send in suggestions, anything at thumbs at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. We always love hearing from you guys. Any suggestions, feedback, uh more discussion on previous episodes or the most recent episodes. You know, whatever you guys want to talk about, we want to hear it.
0: Hell yeah. And uh the last thing, guys, is we did start a Patreon here a few episodes ago, so we are we're kicking that off. Uh, we have uh, bronze, silver and gold tier memberships on there and they all come with some caveats and, you know, some little things to help us make uh, the best content we can for you guys and bring you a little extra content too. If you're in that gold member subscription area, you'll, uh, you'll get a, a free additional episode will be coming to you guys every month. So you have to watch for that on patreon.com yeah. slash loud thumbs. That's how you're going to find us um i do like to mention every once in a while you do have to find us that way uh because you know we do have some non-pg content you know will come up so you cannot search us (laughs) otherwise
1: (laughs) we get a little spicy
0: we get a little spicy we like to keep it live and and real so uh so yeah patreon.com slash loud thumbs and yeah we, we really appreciate everybody who's on there so far And as of as of today, we got a a few Patreon shout outs to throw out there for everybody. So our Patreon producers this episode are going to be SirsFurniture.com and Caleb Lynch. We definitely appreciate those guys going on and uh, helping us out. You know, you don't have to do it, but you did. And we appreciate it. So we love you guys. Absolutely.
1: Oh, yes.
0: All right. So we are going to kick it off with our playlist like we always do. And probably going to be a little shorter playlist this time because we got some bigger things to discuss in this episode. And we might run long on favorite genre. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I know.
1: It's easy go along when you're gushing about your favorite stuff.
0: Damn right. And I know I'm going to gush over Halo. So everybody be ready for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: All right, man. So what, what have you been playing so far? So uh, this last week? I have been playing some civilization six. It's
1: been a game I've been meaning to like come back to a little bit more consistently for a while because it's it's such a big game. And to really to really get time with all the different civilizations, you got to put several, several hours. I think I'm probably now around 120, 125 hours in the game. Hmm. Um, And it's still a bunch of fun. I mean, the maps are randomized every time. You never know where you're going to get plopped or who you're going to get plopped down with in the same game um if anyone's not familiar with civilization it's like a top-down like turn-based strategy game where you pick um, famous civilizations from history such as like rome or like um, the americas or anything like that and they you typically have um, a unique leader that will have unique abilities for civilization and then you kind of play on this hexagonal map to you know build cities found armies take over the world or just build a bunch of science and win the space race. Um, Very, very crunchy game. Very crunchy game. Don't get discouraged if you pick up Civilization, because it is available on the Switch, which I have not bought for uh, dangerous, time-consuming reasons. (laughs) It is a very, very addictive game. Very fun. Um, But the game is big, and there's a lot to it. It's so big that it has its own end-game encyclopedia called the Civilopedia, uh, which I've had for a good few games now. Um, so uh, it's very easy to reference. It's very, very useful. Um, don't be intimidated by the sheer plethora of stuff in this game and different mechanics. Just play a few games. You'll get through it. You'll sort it through.
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, my playlist this week actually just started yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to get in too much the to other ones. I, I did talk Assassin's Creed last time. Uh, I am still playing that game, but it is, it's been put back up on the digital shelf nice and neatly for right now because I have Guardians of the Galaxy, and anybody mm. out there who knows me, I love Guardians, and uh, it's just one of my favorite Marvel franchises, and I, I am so thrilled that this game is out finally. I've been waiting on it a while. You've heard me probably talk about it on the episodes if you listen to us, um, especially oh, when yeah. it got announced out of left field nobody even saw that game coming which was amazing <laughs> excellent surprise yeah. so it is out and it is mine and i have about three hours on under my belt on it and um i am overly pleasantly surprised and i i did go in with moderate expectations i didn't go in with low because i even enjoyed the telltale guardians of galaxy game because it's just characters mm. i love okay. and you know it's marvel and I just kind of like to see those characters in any way I possibly can. So I I am enjoying it a lot uh, more than I thought I was going to. It is single player. So you are Star-Lord and you are in control of the Guardians. So you're technically, I mean, you're controlling five people at one time, which we think to be pretty um, I, like a, big overtaking you know of something and it's actually mm, yeah, so yeah. well done i was i was really surprised and and happy to see the controls work um it all feels good you feel like a badass is star lord um he's just i mean you you can get handed to you that's for sure but the the concept of it all is you've you've started The Guardian's out, and Gamora has just joined the team. So there's a little animosity going on. There's a little bit of like backstabbiness, and it's a pretty early-on version of Guardians uh, that they have taken, which I love. Um, They're not taking anything from the movies or or anything like that, so it feels just disconnected enough to where it's enjoyable on its own so far. The characters are similar but different, and it is... It's, it's fresh. Like it is just such a fresh take on the characters for sure. You get to see the backstories and stuff of them since you're playing a game and you're not watching a movie, there's way more lore and way more, you know, dialogue you can put into it when, when, you know, interacting with each character on their own. Cause you can do that as star Lord, which is kind of cool to be able to have a conversation with rocket yeah. one-on-one, you know, talk about his past and where, you know, where he's came from and what's happened to him. Cause he's kind of has a tortured past, um, that's not talked about a whole lot in the movies um, but yeah it's all pretty early on and Drax and Gamora are not super fans of one another which is kind of fun to watch there's obviously the funny moments <laughs> <He> it <continuously laughs> checks out
1: yeah right yeah no I was um I was super pleased to hear you say that because I was just about to ask you you know um do the characters feel unique from the movies because I know that was our hope from seeing all the trailers and talking about um talking about those here on the Podcast, in fact, go listen back to previous episodes for our thoughts on that. Um, but do they seem like on brand or do they feel wholly unique?
0: You know what I think is a combination of both of those, because okay, it definitely feels on brand to the what we expect from the Guardians, which I think if they would have took too far okay. away from that it probably would have broke some people's like you know connection with the characters at all like similar to mine like i'm glad they okay. didn't go super far away from what i'm already expected from them but you know gamora is a completely different type of character you know her look and her layout and everything is different um the demeanor and stuff's pretty similar but you, you get a little bit different dynamic because there's she's part of the team already but you don't know what's going to happen with her and Star-Lord and, you know, how there's the ro- there's a whole romance okay. going on in the movies and stuff. You don't know whether that'll happen or not. It doesn't appear like they're going to lean down that direction, which is kind of nice. I'm happy about that. Okay. And keep That separated yeah. and different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, it definitely is is farther away from the movies enough to where Star-Lord hasn't been made fun of or, you know, gone through all of these other little things he still thinks he's a badass and he's super cool and he thinks he controls the whole team when they in the same time they kind of just do what they want to do and he kind of puts up <laughs> with it is more what's going on. Yeah. So there's been some pretty good moments with that whole situation where they don't all just fly follow him blindly. You know they make fun of him. They they've they've razzed him a bunch of times on his poor decisions, which you get to make as the player by the way, which is very cool. So
1: very nice. um,
0: happens on the fly, which oh, is yeah. really neat. Uh, if anybody out there is familiar with with the Mass Effect series, it definitely has vibes of Mass Effect because, you know, Star mm, Lord is essentially okay. your your shepherd, you know, he's he's your commander shepherd in a way. And you're kind of walking around, depending on what part of the game you're playing. I have played through one of the one major boss I have just defeated. So I'm about three to four hours in total. And you can do just interaction dialogue while walking with whoever you're walking with, like no spoilers, but like toward the beginning, it's you and rocket and Groot. So it's just you three, um, Drax and Gamora off doing something else, which I won't spoil, but you're just kind of walking around and they're having conversation and the conversation is just flowing, you know, it's really well done. Well, well put together. And, uh, the square button will pop up with Star Lord's face at the bottom. You can hit square and then you pick either left or right to choose, which, you know, answer you want to give. Um, and it's okay. like, you can either razz them, you know, knock them down a peg or two, or you can agree with them. Um, sometimes you can just call them out on their faults, or you can like lie about what's going on and just, just to get past the moment. And it actually changes okay. the dialogue. Yeah. Then. You know, the totally new dialogue is going to come along from that as you go. So it is um, is really good. There's actually even moments that I've had in the game where I, for example, I walked out to a ledge and there's two specific moments I'll tell you guys about. So Rocket and Groot go off to the right and I go off to the left because what do you do in a video game? You go explore, right? You go do shit. I can go over there. I'm going to go over there. And there's this really long, like 30 foot beam sticking out off the edge of this cliff. And I walk over to it and I walk out on that ledge and Rocket and Groot are nowhere near me, but they can see me. And Rocket shouts over. He's like, he's like, what do you see over there? Peter Quill, you see something out there? What's going on? So if I hadn't huh. gone out there, he okay. wouldn't have reacted, you know. So I thought that was cool. It wasn't textile or anything like that. Nothing happened other than me just doing it. Um, so that that was a cool moment. Now a better Guardians moment is is this one here. So these are all very early on, so nothing major to spoil. But I, I had multiple paths that I could go down. So. Rocket walks up to one of the paths and he's like, eh, that's a dead end. And he turns and he goes the other direction. Well, he never even went down the path. So I'm like, well, there's probably something down there, you know, like there's loot or something, right? Cause it's kind yeah. of a, there's a little bit of a loot system in the game. So I go walking down there and Groot and Rocket go the other direction. And they kind of end up at a little area across the way from me where they can see me over there. And they're like, see, we told i told you it was i told you it was a dead end you moron like i told you that i told and yet what'd you have to do what'd you have to do you had to walk down there the whole way and just had to find out on yourself now you 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 gotta walk back stupid you gotta walk all the way back now you know i loved it i was like hell yes
1: Uh, that's amazing even if it was just a dead end that's a (laughs) That's a fucking Easter egg, man. That's one hell of yeah. an Easter egg. That's so
0: funny. Yeah, exactly. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. It was literally dead end. There was no shortcut, no nothing. And I did. I had to walk all the way back. And, you know, Star Lord's like, shut up, man. He's like, there could have been something like you didn't even check, man. He's like, that's because I knew it was a dead end. God. Would you hurry up? You know, and he's now he's trying to get you to catch up cause you're behind and so on and so forth. So it yeah, has that yeah. comedy, like the timings there, it all was really good. And there's more and more of that as you play the game, it's really, really good. Uh, I'm only, you know, three to four hours in, like I've said, and I, I finished the first boss. It was, and, and Josh, this is, this may help sell you more on it. The first boss I fought in the game, I shit you not felt mm-hmm. like a Zelda boss. It felt like a dungeon boss oh, in a in a Zelda really? dungeon that had like a certain way to defeat it that you had to either use a certain member of your team or certain uh, tactics. Okay. Some, so some tricky
1: mechanic in there. Yep.
0: Yeah. Because that's how all of the characters are in the game for Star Lord. They are all essentially, and it, this sounds demeaning, but it's the best way to put it. But they're all like a tool. You know what I mean? Like they each have their oh, own okay. set of you know abilities so you use them to your advantage in, in a mission so you have to figure that out in the middle of the fight and there's not a whole lot being said um on the screen you have to listen to the dialogue which i actually really really liked because it got me invested in into what i'm listening to what i'm doing the characters the story what they're trying to build with the team and everything because they weren't helping me figure out how to do anything by throwing up you know oh wait it pause the screen and tell me to hit this button or this button it was literally listening to Gamora right. and Drax say hey what if we did this maybe this and then you know listening to Rocket say some smart ass remark back to them and then you're like wait there's actually something in that yeah. that makes sense um and then figuring it out from there so it it was great wow, it was really, really fun
1: tutorial work
0: yeah it really was really was so you do have a little bit of the, you know, button prompts at the beginning where they're teaching you how Star-Lord controls the characters and how he uses his weapons and stuff. But that was that was the gist of it. You know, after that, it was just a lot a lot of it built in right into the dialogue of, you know, what are you going to do to defeat this person, you know? And there's the quips and the one-liners like, oh my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> okay. What the hell, you know, what are we supposed to do? This, you know, this thing's way bigger <laughs> than we are. And, you know, they got their funny stuff going right. on too. Yeah, it's very comic forward, like you would expect.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. I think I have a few games ahead of it, but I think that's definitely on my list.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have to check it out if uh, if you're ever over sometime. I'll have to to throw it together and just let you check it out sometime because I think you'll really dig it.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Last thing I do have to mention before I move on uh, is the uh, soundtrack. It does exactly what I was hoping for. I had mentioned this on, I believe it was our E3 episode. It might've been our collaboration when we did with Circles and Squares. It does it when you use your main power up, it kicks in the the cassette player. He holds it up in the air. He tells everybody to huddle up. And then your job, after you click (laughs) the play button, is your job is to like raise up your team, like get them motivated to where they want to fight. And the more you can motivate them, there are three different ways of fighting when you use that power-up. Okay. You're either going to get your own power-up, just yourself, where you've kind of failed in motivating the team. They're kind of like, eh, whatever, you know, and then they just keep fighting normally. You, mm-hmm. can, do, you can fail completely. If you do fail completely, it's still like any of your downed enemies will still or downed uh, teammates will come up. You know, they'll get their life back. Okay. So you're still going to get yeah, something yeah, yeah. either way. The best one, though, is if you do motivate the team enough and they're like, you know, if you go out there and they're like, man, they're all huddled up right in your face, first person view. And they're like, we're getting our asses kicked out of there. What are we supposed to do? What's going on? Oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And he's like, listen, guys, we can do this. We're the we're the guardians of the galaxy. Nobody else can do what we do. Just us. You're all awesome. Let's get out there and kick their asses. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's do this. And then they get all pumped and they <laughs> run away. Yeah. And when you do that, everybody gets power ups. Their health maxes out, and then you get a they get another layer of, like shield above it, so they're like invincible for this amount of time.
1: And oh, everything
0: okay. they do damage wise is way more powerful. And you get the same thing, obviously. So it's yeah. really fucking cool. Like it's really cool to use it, and they make you earn it. Like it's not Hell something yeah, you're man. getting constantly. You gotta either bank it and keep it and use it when there's the fight ready for it, or you know kind of take right. your time map it out right till you get to a boss and then want to use it or whatever so it's badass it's really done well right okay and then the soundtrack's playing like that song that click clicks on you know that plays the whole fight hell yeah <laughs>
1: hell yeah man that's awesome
0: yeah i'm glad that made it in yep they did it right so nothing to worry about as far as the avengers game goes here because i know square enix made that and they all were pissed and it's really not that great. This is great, in my opinion. And I'll bring more about it. I'm hoping to beat it next week. We'll be on vacation next week. So I'll come back the the following episode and we'll talk yeah, some guardians. Got lots of stuff. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we're ready to get on to topic of the show, right? Yeah. Let's go. And this one uh, is is our first uh poll we have done with our Patreons and we gave them a few options to go for. Uh, They had movie tie-in video games. They had favorite gaming genre. Mm -hmm. And then they had um, our last one, which I am honestly spacing right now. Um, But they chose favorite gaming genre. So we're going to go with that one. The, the, but actually all of our Patreons chose this one and they have the power votes. So the power votes just win it out. That's how that works.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Makes sense to me, man.
0: Yeah. So those silver members, if you guys sign up for that, you'll have a power vote on our poll for a monthly topic, and this will be our last episode of, or our first episode of November. So this is uh, your guys's choice. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna talk some favorite gaming genre and why we choose those. So, all right, Josh, I've I've been a little long winded. So take it over, man. What's going on? What's your topic and why, or genre and why? Is yeah. And this- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so this one's this genre has really really grown um to almost the point to where it's now pretty pretty broad but man i love rpgs um and it is a huge genre now it used to be kind of niche and you think rpg you thought almost exclusively like final fantasy and games like that but now like a ton of games have rpg elements to it um and then you know it's expanded to like arpgs like diablo um And just pretty much any game that has, you know, kind of like a a, kind of a stat kind of focused, um, you know, incremental improvements, uh, which I absolutely adore. And, you know, they often have great stories that keep you hooked, like, the entire time.
0: Um, And not always, like,
1: action RPGs are obviously ones that focus on the action. Diablo has a story and it has lore, but it is not... I wouldn't say. I would say it's far from the focus of the game. The game is about killing monsters, getting loot. But man, the <laughs> RPG elements are are in there all the time. There is incremental improvements. You know, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 2 lately, and the skill obviously has a, those big skill trees that everybody loves. And you know, every level just a little bit better, just a little bit better. I get to stop. I get to plan. I get to think about the crunch and what how I can optimize. And um, you can optimize and. A myriad of different ways, and I love that ability of choice that you often get in RPGs and games with RPG elements to it. It's really that freedom to kind of personalize what you're doing, you know, along with following around, you know, with a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know um, Horizon isn't necessarily an RPG, but does have RPG elements with its own skill trees, um, you know, that adds a lot of flavor for me. You know, I like to prioritize. All that stealth stuff, I almost immediately go for um, the stealth kills for that just because it's such a good quality of life thing to it. You know, um, games, you know, even games like Final Fantasy, you know, your characters level up. And um, in later games, like Final Fantasy X has a huge, huge like skill map. I don't even want to call it a skill tree. It's daunting how huge that thing is. Like a universe. How (laughs) many different directions. Yeah, it is. And you can take your characters in an infinitely different amount. Like numbers of ways, and I love that personalization. Like, no two playthroughs will be the same because you have spec'd your characters differently. Mm-hmm. You know, um I like that. all the stuff from you know action to like turn-based stuff, like uh, like like a Final Fantasy or Golden Sun. Shout out to Golden Sun if you have not played it; it is the best Game Boy Advance game ever made. I will fight you, <laughs> Golden Sun: in The Lost Age. Best best Game Boy Advance game ever made. And it is, it is um you know, a classic turn-based RPG. Lots of cool stuff, lots of leveling up. You know, big, awesome overworld. It's fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, I love anything that can allow me to be better over time and see my improvements. Um And a lot of times in RPGs, your improvements are tangible. You know, you pick a skill. It, oftentimes, they tell you it's a 10% bump. You know you're getting something out of this. Maybe it doesn't work out like you thought it might like say you you pick something that gives you resistance to lightning damage and also now you're fighting at a volcano well you know you got something out of it but maybe it's not quite doing what you had hoped for <laughs> uh but you know it doesn't hide anything you know it's not like well maybe this will be a a, a cool thing um i guess what kind of comes to mind that is the first generation of pokemon um that's got a lot of uh, kind of rpg-ish elements to it But when you learn new moves, it does not tell you what is going to happen. You have no idea idea what these new moves do with your Pokemon. You just hope for the best. And you play through it again with better knowledge that what you got sucked. And and you know what moves not to pick. you know, obviously later they tell you what they do and they they even give you cool power levels so you can, like, predict and customize your party better. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, more incremental improvements, you know you reach that next level you get that little bit better move or you get that move that you know diversifies your party a little bit better you know Maybe it adds a different type of move that you weren't able to use and now you're you have some sort of defense against the next trainer you're coming up against or something like that um yeah anything that allows me to become better over time as as stuff i love
0: yeah yeah definitely for sure so like, as far as like, it's RB- RPGs, obviously very broad, but like, mm-hmm. would you, if you drilled down and you chose within RPGs, a style of RPG, would you favor one more than another? Because, you know, you have turn base, yeah, you have action, really... you have JRPGs, and you know, there's a few in there. Yeah, that's true. JRPGs is actually one I have not played a lot
1: with, but they, mm. they, a lot of times they fall into the realm of, like the turn-based and stuff, like Persona does.
0: Exactly. Which I need to play
1: more of. Same. Um, mm. I like different parts, for, oof, different kinds for different reasons. I think okay. if I had to pick a favorite kind of RPG, it would be an ARPG. Mm. Um, because I like that fast pace, um, where optimization really, really shows. Um, because if you're, if you're not optimized or if you've diversified a little bit too much, um, you, you feel it, right? You're in the fight, mm-hmm. you're taking more damage than you thought you, might, you would, or you're not doing as much damage as you thought you would. Like You can handle different situations a little bit better than if you had picked one specialization, but you're still not as fast as somebody who may have picked um, the one skill tree. Uh, for example, in Diablo, the sorceress has a fire, lightning, and uh, cold tree. And mm-hmm. if you pick skills from all of those, you know, you if when you come across a, a unique enemy that has immunity to one of those elements, yeah, you're going to be able to handle all of them, but you're still not doing as much damage as someone who only picked the fire tree and is now literally blazing through, you know, the, the hordes of enemies. Whereas you'll, you'll probably make it through because those regular enemies have resistances too, mm-hmm. but you're still not overall going to be uh, do as well, you know, and you can pick the equipment and stuff that makes you better. As well to let you help you enhance those kind of those abilities that you're going for. Um, yeah, I, I like I like that extra crunchiness. And gotcha. I think in action RPGs, the crunchier you get, uh, I feel like the more your character kind of shines and uh, you can feel it. it, you can see it, you change up equipment, you change up skills and you go back out, you can literally you can almost instantaneously see the difference depending on the game. I know Diablo three is very, very uh, generous about that to where. If I got tired of the build, yeah, I just switched around all my skills, switched my equipment that I knew I had available for that new build, and I just go out and try it. And sometimes it worked out, and sometimes it didn't. But I, but I liked the puzzle of trying to find out uh, what, what worked better and maybe a different area or um or just an all arounder build, you know, see if I can can I get to that next greater rift level, stuff like that. Yeah. And. Uh, Hades has a little bit, it's very randomized, but it, it feels very RPG in the way that you create certain builds for and you attempt to get some optimization and some synergies. And they even have, you know, those duo skills that allow you that, you know, since you pick two different ones, it, it synergizes automatically, which feels very, very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And part of it too, like if 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 for me, if it were action RPG, I'd probably lean that way as well. Actually, definitely I would because I could never really get in too much to a turn-based game. But with, with what you were saying there about how, like, you know, you, you feel like you're you're getting better and you notice that and stuff, well, it, it's definitely more gratifying because you're controlling the character, right? Like, if it's turn-based, you're mm-hmm. not really controlling the character. You might move them like a, for, a forward slot or left or right or something. You know, you might have so many blocks you should sure, move, maybe, sure. but you're not really moving them on the fly. So you don't really feel as gratified when you've done something either so like for returnal an example which I actually got to play this weekend over at Josh's house so I got a little under my belt now guys yeah um and Nick's a fan so that's good but yeah when you dodge like I was doing those dodges like last second right that you're like oh shit he's dead and like I would get that dodge oh, right <laughs> like that's gratifying <laughs> but yeah, you're doing you're... it yeah I yeah, think exactly. that's big. I
1: think um yeah, I think that brings up some of the uh, points we brought up in our, our difficulty in games discussion, which also guys go back and listen to that. That was a great discussion. Yes. Um, but like with our action RPGs, it also combines your own skill with it, too, because it's live. Um, right. And the better you do, you know, with those skills, you know, maybe the skills are great. But if, you know, you're not working well with them, then they're not great because they're not doing anything for you. Um, so it also forces your own skill to be better um, as well as increasing the betterness of your character and your build and what it is you're trying to accomplish as well. Yeah. But I also really do like turn-based stuff. Like I said, Golden, uh, um, Golden Sun, the Lost Age is a turn-based RPG. It's, it's not like a tactics game. So you're not moving characters, but you know, it's more of a classic Final Fantasy style to where your party's up front, you're fighting the big bad in front of you and you kind of pick skills as you go. But it allows you to take the time to make the crunch. So especially if you're getting down to like, okay, I'm low on my character, low on mana, they're kinda low on health. If I do this thing here, I use this potion here. If this person goes down, this person's available, has just enough the health to survive, another big hit to bring this person back up. So I know I'm guaranteed that. And you could plan ahead. You you get all the crunch you want, um, without having the pressure necessarily to make it in an instant. So that's also very cool And also, I mean civilization is not an rpg but also another reason why i like civilization as a, as a turn-based platform as well
0: yeah that's a good point that's a good point you do have that time to to kind of be tactical about what you're doing or or choosy exactly and, tactical you
1: know? is a good word
0: yeah, yeah yeah i yeah i totally feel that i see that it, and it, it comes it's nice uh, that we have the ability to be able to just Choose like what we're in the mood for, too, right? You know, we're not just stuck with one genre, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it kind of hard to come up with your favorite, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> but yeah, I get it, right? Right, that's, right, that's really good. Yeah. That I, I would have never thought of it the other way around because I'm not the slower type of gamer, I would rather things be a little faster paced and be able to do the action. I remember when I was, um. I had a roommate who was super big into all the Final Fantasy, and I played Final Fantasy X and beat it. That was my first ever Final Fantasy game I played. Um, oh, okay, yeah, first first that I ever played and beat. Honestly, I've, I have not beaten the Final Fantasy since then because they were all turn based. I, I played that one, got through it with a lot of his help. I'll be completely honest; uh, a lot of it went over my head.
1: Sure, sure. But it's a big. I game. learned
0: a lot. Oh, huge game, for, especially for a PlayStation Two game that's damn near twenty years old now. Yeah um probably yeah. is 20 years old now so yeah like that was a a different thing for me to try out that i wasn't used to you know i was always used to you know a platformer something that was pretty simple you know that kind of thing not having to really worry about too much mm-hmm. and i played it and enjoyed it um i did have to show off random battles and things like that because that drove me nuts but when they made <laughs> yeah. final fantasy 15 I thought, you know what, I'm gonna try it again because it is it's an action RPG now. Like they've got rid of the old turn-based functionality. It's just use magic and weapons as you want. Yeah. So, yeah, I I see what you're saying. I think we're probably on the same page when it comes to that. If we had to, if I had to choose, I'd choose action RPG. But they both serve a purpose, and I think they, depending on your mood, I do have a, I still do play turn-based games when yeah. I'm in the mood. <laughs>
1: I like a good turn base. It's a nice change-up because a lot of games, uh, well, especially lately, uh, that I've been playing have been fast. And so it, it's nice to, to come back and still have just as challenging of, just as mentally challenging of a game, mm-hmm. but in, in a diff- an entirely different pace and in a different style. I'm still getting kind of the same crunch. There's still like equipment I can use to optimize, uh, but now I can optimize my time. Right, because you have yeah. to, like a turn economy as well,
0: yeah, for sure. All right, so if you had to say, you'd say action RPG, but overall, your favorite genre RPG genre,
1: yeah, as, <laughs> as big as it is now, yeah. it almost <laughs> feels like a cop out answer, but yeah, um, yeah, I grew up with them, so sure, yeah, I have to say, action action, it's got special place because Diablo, but I, I yeah. I love any game with RPG elements because I like the customization and the incremental improvements.
0: Okay. Yeah, excellent. Well, we'll have to go uh, again. We'll be on Polar Opposites, which is why I think we make a killer podcast, man. We're not always in agreement, Hell right? Yeah, man. <laughs> For sure. So, you know, I, I chose Action Adventure. and Ooh,
1: that's a good one, too.
0: You know, it's also quite large when when your choices are. I mean, you can think of some of them. Guardians of the Galaxy is one I just talked about. That, that would fall in that realm. Um, Grand Theft Auto, yeah. uh, the Far Cry series, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Tomb Raider, Uncharted. There's several, right? Um, now, granted, a lot of them nowadays are exactly what Josh just said. They have a little bit RPG into all of them. Like, you know, there's a little bit of customization mm-hmm. or tweaking of, uh, cosmetics that maybe affect gameplay or, you know, tweaking of a stat that's going to help something or not. Right. But the action adventures for me, they come from, uh, there, there's a 10 year gap from me and you, right. Like roughly like just quick math. There's about 10 years apart from us. Right. I'm 10 years older. So for me, I, I gravitate to the games where I can just pick them up and play them. And there's little to no thinking after I've mastered the controls. I don't have to do anything else. Like I play the play the game with the controls that have been given to me and I just enjoy the game for what it's worth. I take everything that I am been given and I just utilize it to however I feel. So it's it's really what action adventure does for me is just gives me what I need from the get go, maybe within the first hour. And then I don't have to do anything else but Mm -hmm. play the game. I just can enjoy the game and have fun with it. And I don't have to really dig deep for anything else. Um, I don't have to worry about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: dying because of my skill. I is the only reason like that's the only thing I have to worry about is dying because I suck I don't have to worry about dying because I don't have the right stat. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So that that's a, a big aspect of why I chose action adventure. I, I don't have to have the RPG function or ability in a game usually ever. Um, I think it's great that it's there and it's something I still play. Obviously I've been talking about Assassin's Creed the last week and yeah, it's huge mm-hmm. in the RPG side of it. Um, and like Josh said, you know, horizon has RPG elements in it. I love it, but I would consider it an action adventure game with RPG elements. That's how my Absolutely. brain thinks about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the
1: RPG is absolutely secondary in that game.
0: Oh yeah. 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 So I think I think the reason I choose action adventure is because it's two of my favorite words in anything together, right? It's you know, (laughs) action and adventure. They're always always fun. They're they're I've never played one that unless it has terrible controls or something, obviously I get rid of it, but that I haven't enjoyed in some way or another, they always hit a mark for me that I can just either replay them, continue to replay them, you know, whatever They they have that additional abilities that I'm looking for in a video game to where you have your dollar per hour. And I have my, like, Hey, I want to, I want to just play again, like, you know, whether it's the exact same playthrough or different or not, it, uh, it really makes a huge difference for me to be able to, to, to visit it again. But I, the biggest part about it is, is, I'm given everything I need from the beginning and nothing really changes and I can just play through the game and just have a great time that I absolutely love. Um, Grand Theft Auto is huge for me. Um, and that's one of the games that I've mentioned this just here, I think just last week, but that's really literally like one of the games that GTA three brought me back into video games. And that's what that game did. It literally handed you a car and said, go, like as soon as you were able to control the cut, the character, you jumped in a car and you just went and then you did whatever you wanted after that, but you never had to go into a stat menu or change anything or figure out why you kept dying from something. You just played the game through the story, had a great time with it and just, you know, you could just drop the control. And this is another thing that I was thinking of as I went through this. This is another secondary reason really close beside the first reason as to why I like these is I can be playing an action adventure with my son and literally hand him the controller and the experience isn't going to change. Like he, he may like to okay, play a game yeah. you like me and you, like we, we aren't the exact same gamer. Like, you know, we have different viewpoints on same games. Right. Right. But if I handed you a game and I like to play a certain way and I built my character a certain way and I give it to you and you're getting wrecked because you would rather play a different way. Now you have to change everything mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So a lot of games aren't multiplayer right. this day. Right. You know, I mean, that's fine. A lot of games are, but a lot of games aren't. But I still right. want to share that experience. I don't want to just have to be able to force my kid just to watch me play the whole time. I want to hand him a controller or hand a buddy a controller and let him play a, you know, a couple of, of levels or whatever, right? And then just hand it right back. And I don't have to learn anything when he grab when I grabbed that controller back. Like everything I already knew mm-hmm. is still there. So I, I think it just that seamlessness of being able just to pick it up from the beginning in the first hour or two you've learned it and you just go and just have fun in the sandbox, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And that's why I love action adventure. The most, I think is it's easy to share. It's easy to talk about. And it's probably easier to follow in conversation or, you know, if for example, you know, I, obviously I've grown up having, um, a lot of gaming background, but a lot of my gaming background was before all of the additional changes for everything, you know what I mean? Like everything was, you pick it up, you play it this way. There's no, you had no options. Mm -hmm. So Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: Right? So it was like, for me, playing Grand Theft Auto for the first time, bringing me back into gaming, which was in 2001 around there, I hadn't played games in probably... Oh man, it was probably five or six years. I was not even in the gaming scene, you know, and I'm like, okay, I jumped from PS2 or from GameCube, GameCube, good Lord, N64 to PS2. (laughs) But there was a five-year gap between me playing because I, you know, I hit that age where it was time to go drive a car and, you know, have girlfriends and go play with my, go have real life fun, you know, and, and not play on games and stuff. But when I jumped back into Grand Theft Auto, it was it was a, a wake up call, I guess is what I should say, because I came from playing, you know, Wave Race and GoldenEye and Mario and all these games that were very linear. Yeah, that that's what you're going to do to playing a game where I will go to work the next day and be like, man, I was on I was playing GTA last night and I you know I found this dude. He was out by the bay and he had a mission to do this, this and this. And they're like, what are you talking about? And it was like, oh, you haven't ran into them yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, so then it was like, I had to stop talking because I'm going to ruin the game for them now, you know, like, oh, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they may not run into that ever. It may have been a side quest or something that they'll never see or right. do. So you it kind of it kind of stopped that, uh, that water cooler conversation a lot for me, too. Um, but it was still okay it was like that was kind of a growing point for me like learning like okay games are different man like i can't go in and be like oh hey i was on mario level you know star world one one or whatever right you know you Uh everybody knows what's gonna you have to do everything in that you might say well there's a star in this area and that's a good conversation because now you can go find it or whatever right Right. but i know that's just a a, a super deep reason as to why I, i love action adventure but I honestly think they're the most fun games to just pick up, play and replay, because even though they are linear, you get to play with those toys in different ways that you want to. But you don't have to really put a bunch of effort in. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, dude, there is. um, And we've talked about this before, that there's something magical about a game that gives you simple controls and tells you to apply it in a complex way. And for that reason. Right. You know, you can use it however you decide and desire, but that, you know, and also, you know, something I like about it, the game depends on your skill and it makes you improve as a player. And I love that part of games. I love yes. that it, it lets you do that. You know, and when simple controls are done right, they just feel good. They don't have to be complex. They don't have to be, you know, Soul Calibur or like Mortal Kombat to where other controls are a million directions and button combinations. You know, they can just be uh, you know, X does this square, does this, or, you know, right trigger does this and just be on your merry way and use it However you feel like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think that, I think that came along with it as, as I grew as, as into playing games. It's like, obviously I don't slow down. I want to continue to get better at games and I, uh, it just, it keeps you fresh at it when they let you choose, like your option versus mine, where you're if you Mm -hmm. went into an RPG, man, you're going to have you're definitely going to choose a play style different than mine. And I think that makes for that next level, like taking myself out of action adventure and putting myself in a gamer seat instead of picking one genre that takes you out of like that comfort zone and makes a whole new conversation like oh damn you can do that and that you know like oh you can do that and obviously that is we all know that's where gaming has came to and and it's never going to go away now they want people to talk about all of their different experiences yeah that's why people don't play linear games that's why they really don't make a linear game anymore and i'm totally okay with that that's very fair (laughs) i think it just builds on the community and that that's what we're huge about here at Loud Thumbs, for sure. We we want to build a huge community of, about whatever. And I think talking video games, no matter what you like or dislike, makes you grow and at least allows you to grow in, in a different direction from playing, you know, the same old stuff all the time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely.
0: yeah I absolutely love, I love that aspect. You brought
1: up about, you know, yeah. I love the point you brought up about, you know, different builds and like RPGs is it's it's really fun to be like, you know, personally, I like to play a glass cannon, I like to be mobile, I like to do like do a lot of damage, if I get hit and I die in one hit. Well, that's the risk I take. But you know, it also affords you the opportunity to like, be the barbarian play the tank, you know, is it less flashy? Sure. But you can take on a horde and not die right you can just be in the mix so it it allows you to play with styles you're not as comfortable with to see if you even like them at all and if you don't that's i mean that's fine go back to being the class canon (laughs) that's that's also a really great reason
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i i i definitely love both of our answers for sure yours would probably be second if i had to choose a second one honestly if i had to say honorable mention would be action rpg (laughs) for sure
1: yeah i think i think we're flip-flopping because i adore the <laughs> zelda series and you know damn well that's an exact action an action adventure game oh yeah so <laughs> second favorite for me would be action adventure yeah we did not talk about our favorite genres
0: before, before this game we did recording. not <laughs> no, nope we gotta keep this live and fun oh <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, no, I absolutely love uh, you know talking topics that you guys want us to you know talk about, and any any topic options you guys want, bring them to us. We're gonna keep a topic every single episode. We love doing this; It is one of yeah. our favorite things.
1: Yeah, we love we would love any topic suggestions. You know, we're, obviously we love talk anything gaming. We would love to hear from you and something like, oh, I wonder what Nick and Josh would think about this. Send it to us; we'll talk yeah. about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're always, we're always going to put a poll out so you guys can vote on our topics. And our plan is to, you know, three times a month, we're going to take the, you know, topic or question, you know, we might do a little mix and match here, but we want to be able to get you guys involved as well. And the, the polls, um, I've been meaning to tell everybody out there listening, if you're watching or you're listening on Spotify, if you scroll to the bottom of our Spotify. Uh of this episode, you'll see there's polls that I'll have posted down there for you guys. So you can actually vote right on your Spotify app. Hell yeah. And you don't have to go anywhere else. So you can just be listening. And you know, if we have a question, we'll ask and it'll be a ah, multiple choice uh that we'll discuss on the show, or we might just ask for hey, you know, what do you want us to talk about on our next main topic? And we'll give you, you know, three or four choices and we'll go for it. We're probably gonna keep them at three. It makes it easy because we'll be able to do, you know, those every month or every week. And uh, just fit them in the show so you guys can be surprised and uh, see what we have to talk about. We're, we're loving it. And you'll also be able to view, view our, uh, our polls on Twitter and Facebook. We'll put them up on uh, everywhere on all the socials that will allow us. So that way it gives everybody a chance to get a vote in there and, uh, and just uh, share their opinion. Let us uh, kind of mold the show a little bit, like we've been saying. Hell yeah, man. Okay. Uh, last before we get on the news here real quick um josh and i want to ask one more little favor from you guys i know we always ask enough right but we uh we're we're in the the month of november now and you guys are going to be listening to this and we are going to be doing a 12 games of christmas is what we're going to be doing this year um this will be our first christmas podcasting so this will be good it'll be fun we're going to make it a good time um yeah It's going to be a little different than our normal layout, but what we want to do to you uh, for all of you out there is we want to make a podcast and we want to do four episodes and we're going to do three games every episode. And we're going to do four episodes total. So it's going to be 12 games when we're done and we're going to put them out each week. So we'll, we'll have this, you know, filling in the spot of what we're doing here right now. And we'll talk some video games and Josh and I are each going to pick a game each episode we want our audience to pick the third game and we want to be able to fit you guys in there and uh, just send in what, yeah. what game would you guys, what so it doesn't even have to be a game that's coming out for Christmas. It doesn't have to be a game that's going to be available. It could just be like a, a great story of a game that you got for Christmas. It could be, you know, like your favorite game and why, or, you know, a game that you played during the holidays that brings back memories, anything like that, just giving you guys ideas, but it can absolutely be anything. So we would, uh, we'd really appreciate to get you guys involved as well. And we're looking for, for four, you know, episodes so we can get, you know, at least four of our listeners to, to shout out at us, you know, what game and why, and we can include a little story about your game and, uh, why you chose it, and give you guys a shout out. We would love to do that, and just keep the audience involved in the show, like we we just absolutely love doing, and uh, we never want to stop doing that. So we're going to give Definitely. another opportunity. So that we would appreciate that, guys. Hell if if yeah. you do that, email it in, tweet at us at Loud Thumbs. Like Josh said at the beginning, early, really easy to find us. Uh, just Loud Thumbs. Google that and send it to us. Uh, all those social medias are open. We'll we'll get them. So we we would appreciate that. And we'll, uh, we'll keep reminding you each episode, see if we can get you guys involved before the beginning of December. Hey, all of our Loud Thumbs listeners. I'm sure some of you out there may be interested in making your own podcast. Well, let me give you some advice. Use Anchor. It's the easiest way to create and distribute a podcast. You can record, edit, and distribute everything for your podcast with the Anchor app. Just visit www.anchor.fm and sign up for free and get started. It's that easy. It really is. Loud Thumbs Podcast has been using Anchor app since day one. Oh, and by the way, Anchor might even pay you to advertise for them. It's amazing. Try Anchor today. Just visit www.anchor.fm now. Now, back to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. All right, guys. So we're going to kick it into some news right now. Okay. we got yeah. some big one they got us a big one we're gonna kick it off with the big one first here <laughs> oh yeah man and that is going to be halo campaign was shown finally guys six minute plus video came out and josh you you're not the halo guy yet we're still working on that we'll get you there but. Fresh take, you know, <laughs> yep. not being a Halo guy. Right, take, take it off, man. Let, it, let us know what you thought. Let, let everybody out there know.
1: Yeah, first of all, the game looks great. Like, lighting looks really good. Um, it still looks... It still very much looks like Halo, but, like, the detail is really great. The textures look amazing. Uh, like I said, lighting looks very, very good. Um, it all seemed very halo to me i know that sounds very generic but it's always good to know that a game like in its sixth iteration still looks and feels like the game it's supposed to be so yeah. you know no worries there if you think they're going like way off the fucking deep end and trying something crazy new with halo looks like they're cra- trying some crazy shit, but it's all halo so. <laughs> Yeah, this seems like the the grapple shot, which has already been revealed in like um, the multiplayer like beta test, um, looks really dynamic for the single player. Like mm. um, a lot of opportunities to do crazy things. I'm sure Nick will talk about it more. But no one moment where like <laughs> you jump out of one flying thing, blow something up with a rocket launcher, and then like he like turn around and like grapple shot back into another flying vehicle. Like never hit the ground, and that was the shit. That was. So <laughs> cool. So they're adding, like, a lot of cool, like, really dynamic stuff. And, like, a touch of RPG elements. So, you know, it perked yep. my attention up a little bit more. And nothing crazy. No, like, complicated skill trees. We're not talking, like, Final Fantasy ten levels or anything near that. Not even no. like, Diablo 2 levels. This is, you get different attributes, and you can choose to upgrade them with, um, Nick, remind me what they're called, the skill points.
0: Oh, they called like them um, core, Spartan cores?
1: Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Spartan cores invest in, in two different areas uh, to enhance what it is you're really enjoying. If you like to be more mobile, it looked like you could, you know, enhance a dash to get yourself around more, you know, potentially be hit less, play that glass cannon. Um, and the gameplay looked, it looked classic Halo. Oh, yeah. I mean, the movements looked right. The guns looked and felt good. Um we got a little bit of halo infinite time nick way more than i did but i got to join in for uh, a few sessions um and that it it really does feel like halo's got a very distinct feel to it. like a lot of like first person shooter games they feel pretty difficult like okay you're playing a call of duty Duty or battlefield you know what you're getting into you know you know kind of how the moves are going to work halo like i don't i still bewilders me how they do it but has its own very unique feel to it something about how like the reticule like moves when you move it's all very like sudden when it stops it's like it all feels very intentional and i don't want to say not fluid because the game still flows very well oh yeah but it just has very direct movements is maybe a better way to put it
0: yeah absolutely and, and all
1: that still showed in this trailer
0: oh oh yeah yeah he's not wrong guys it it like even for, uh, I don't, I don't say a non halo fan. Cause I think Josh is a halo fan. He just hasn't had the time to get all in there yet, but, uh, <laughs> yep. So he, uh, not playing halo before and watching halo. Yeah. It's it's master chief back bigger, and better than ever. And I, I'm absolutely pumped for this shit. Like, I can't believe it. It comes out in like a month from the time mm-hmm. you guys are listening to this. And it should be like four, four and a half weeks yeah, away soon. Yeah. December 8th is when it's dropping and I know it's going to be dropping with a few things missing. Um, we'll get that a little bit out of the way. It's not going to have ray tracing. It's not going to have co-op. Um, you know, single player co-op is not in there, but you know, it looks to me, I'm going to let all that go for right now. And I'm just going to get that play through again later that I always do when, you know, my son and I play through halo together, Yep. but I'll tell you what, man, like, I I couldn't believe how good it looked even more than I was happy with the E3 stuff that everybody else was really kind of at wits end with I mean it was a bad situation for 343 and Microsoft mm. yeah but it they they did the right thing and I get why they're still putting it out this year and not waiting until you know everything is done you know waiting until ray tracing and all that because then they would have even bigger problems on their hands for sure and we all know they got stakeholders and or shareholders and everybody to pay too and it's all business right but i'm happy they're putting it out um i'm I'm really hoping it comes out and it's solid uh there's been no betas or no demos or anything like that for them to test the single player uh we all know that the the multiplayer is going to be solid as a rock the last beta was amazing so i'm super super excited to play this they they took halo to the to the next level it needed to go to and i don't think they need to go any further now because yes they added the rpg elements that josh was mentioning you can upgrade you know like your shields Mm -hmm. and you know there's boosters and then there's there's the repulsors and the grapplers and um all of these you know different pieces of equipment you can actually upgrade now which is brand new to halo halo uh, you know, talking on the yeah. action adventure that I, you know, just discussed, Halo kind of fell in that realm of pick it up and play. Like they gave you all of your tools from get right. go. Yeah, right. So, yeah. what yeah, the hell? The first
1: five minutes are like these button do these things. Go shoot. Go shoot some grunts and have yep. a good time.
0: Yep. When you got in a warthog in Halo, they didn't teach you how to drive it either. FYI, you got in the warthog and you had to figure out what the hell. I remember and I gotta do this quick story before <laughs> before I move on more to the to the campaign, but I remember getting in a warhog the first time. What is anybody gonna hit when they get into a vehicle to go for gas, Josh?
1: X. Or whatever it is your bottom button is. The common Yeah. Not X. It's not X on X Xbox. It's A. Well, it's I an think. A there. Right there.
0: Yeah, you're gonna hit A. You you're prob- yeah. you probably might pull a trigger as well, right? You might pull a trigger, but more than likely, sure, sure. you're going to just push a face button because you're in a shooter, so you're going to think the triggers are going to shoot a gun, right? So yeah, you're going to push a face button. No, you don't drive a, a Warthog that way in Halo. You drive it with the sticks, literally. Forward on the left yeah. stick is gas. Reverse is back. Yeah. So, totally different. But guess what? I got in it, as soon as I realized that, I went, oh shit. And it wasn't 30 seconds and I was a master of driving a Warthog because it's just that intuitive. like It's fantastic. They've never changed how to drive a Warthog, mm-hmm. ever. It's been the same. The whole time no. so yeah they literally taught you nothing with halo they gave you your shit and they said go have a blast and we all did And you know probably billions of us now have done a lot of halo fun but this here looks insane like it's that next level of amazing that you know chief's a badass right and the first thing I got to say, guys, that I was super pumped about is the fall damage is gone. It's completely gone. He fell from like a fucking skyscraper <laughs> level and it did not phase him at all. I loved the fact that that's gone. It should be gone. He is a Spartan that fell from space in Halo 3 and didn't die. Fall damage doesn't affect this guy. <laughs> right? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah small spoiler josh small spoiler but it's still a badass moment you never you know you'll never care twice about it when you play it so you know it's like come on so little things like that that make sense uh like being able to do the game in any way you want is huge to me they've literally opened the world up to where you can take on certain aspects of the game in different order yeah new brand new never been done before in the franchise ever um, there is a map in the game now, also a brand new thing that you know you can go on and set waypoints and you know go wherever you need to on the map and just play in the world. And it's like that's going to be so amazing in a Halo game because I loved Halo for totally different reasons, and now they're making me yeah. gonna love Halo for even more reasons now. You know that it never had in the past. So. I, I'm afraid Josh I'm afraid if you play six first you won't play the originals you know <laughs> if you play if you play infinite first, not six but infinite first I'm afraid you won't play one through sure, five yeah
1: <laughs> I still need to be five I did start it and I have a good probably three to five hours into it and i've had, I've had a bunch of fun, but yeah you're not wrong um about it being open being new um because it doesn't necessarily Feel like you're being railroaded, but you kind of are, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Railroading is always used in like a really negative connotation, but mm. you know, games have done it successfully for years. And um, I guess it's all on the style of how you do it and whether or not it makes you feel like how it depends on how locked down they make you feel. But that game doesn't really make you feel locked down, it makes you feel like you want to keep running forward, which I think is how like railroading, railroading should be done. Yeah. But yeah, it seems pretty new. And the way they let you uh, approach different sides of like objectives very much reminds me of Destiny, right? Because Destiny doesn't have ginormous mass, They have good size maps, like this has a good size map. And it lets you get to your objective from whatever angle you might want to. And it it's kind of gave me that vibe just by, because I've had way more experience with Destiny. So that's that's the closest um, thing I can draw from. But it, I think it's going to add a lot of dynamic parts. I'm hoping their level design really keeps up with that because that opens up a lot of opportunity for players.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it does look like they have just taken little pieces of destiny and gone. Yeah, you know, I think this would work in halo and just, you know, utilize them to the point where it makes sense and it fits in a halo game. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, that's just uh, amazing to me, you know? So I'm, I am super thrilled. I mean, uh, you know, Josh already talked about one of the badass moments in the trailer, which was, you know, Chief jumps out of a Banshee and two Banshees are flying after him <laughs> and he fucking rocket launchers one of them. And then he steals the second one, you know, like he just he hijacks a Banshee midair with the grapple gun or the yeah. grapple shot. And how It was so badass, man. You know, he just kicks the elite out. You know, that elite's dead, which is awesome. And then he just flies away, you know. So it's all like, hell yeah. He even does a little trick right oh after he gosh, does it to show yes. off. <laughs>
1: oh man i think when we uh talked about the grapple shot early on i'm like man movement dynamic movement in shooters feels really good and it's a really big deal and i think players are going to get a lot of really cool moments just like that with that ability specifically
0: yeah and And the fact that that's
1: very fast
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And the fact that that's upgradable—that was one of the upgraded items that you could use the Spartan cores on. Was the grapple oh, shot? I
1: didn't see that. That's yeah. very
0: cool. So yeah, I'm pretty high for that. That's probably going to increase. I would imagine it will increase. You know, the distance that it can that it can shoot. What what all it can attach to? You know, the the speed that it probably mm, yeah. pulls you toward your target or whatever. Um, I feel like that's going to make a, a a huge difference in gameplay, which you know that speaks a little bit back to our topic and that's why i love doing topics on the shows because it it feeds right into everything but (laughs) like you know talking about a different story and a different thing that happened to you like these are the type of games that i remember like playing halo and you go to work the next day or you're talking to your buddy sometime and you're like man he's like I did this ridiculous thing on the warthog and like I flipped it and it flew off the halo man, or this happened or that happened. Like I, those stories, (laughs) I can't wait for more of those stories. Right. You know, it's just going to be like, I grapple shot at a, you know, a banshee. And then I, you know, on my way to the banshee, I, you know, meleeed like, an elite and then got up to the top of the Banshee and, you know, another Banshee exploded. I, I just can't wait for all of these stories and, and videos and ridiculousness <laughs> It's going to be all over. Oh, yeah. It's going to make for so much fun. Even,
1: like, I a shot of this Banshee and immediately crashed it into the side of a building and <laughs> ate shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. even those two, right?
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> cause, exactly. Cause
1: how do you not laugh at, like, it imme- like, feeling so cool and then all of a sudden just hitting a wall?
0: Yep. You're oh, too excited man. that it worked and then you just boom dead that it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The last thing about it, I got to talk about because this is this is crazy to me and I, it's going to be such a great send off if they do end the whole series uh, with chief story in this game. But the enemies in this game, there are so many of them now. Like Chief has always been up against like one main enemy. It's always either been the elites or it's been the brutes or okay. you know now yeah. we have the we have the banished now, you know, or you know it was the forerunners were in four and five that you're fighting against. But now you have Cortana, which you don't know what's happened because you know years have gone by from what we know. Um, the banished is also gonna be real big bads in this one. The forerunners are back again. And there are elite assassins that are specifically hunting chief down in missions that you're going to have to fight. So that alone is just four. That's four main enemies that you're going to have to deal with amongst the fact that you're going to have, you know, jackal shooting at you and grunts. And, you know, they got a couple of new like glider type enemies they were talking about. Um, So, yeah, it's like, this is going to be like a hell of a big game. I think, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people, including yeah, myself. For sure. Right. Because there's so much we saw in this trailer that didn't look halo that I, I feel like there's, I know we mentioned, uh, when we were talking in the pre-show watching it that, you know, hopefully they're not giving everything away now. Right. Save something for, you know, the surprise. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel like that's this, they've showed us enough halo that's different that, I think we're gonna be surprised. There's gonna be stuff in there that we're gonna be like, holy shit, like didn't see it yeah, coming. Yeah.
1: They're trying they're trying new stuff, but they're not like trying to like, you know, radically like change the essence of the game. They're just adding cool new elements. Like there's like this cool, like new like assassin looking character. He looked dope.
0: Um, yeah,
1: like this um spellcaster looking thing, which I'm sure they'll give some tech reasons and not just add magic to Halo, because I think that would be weird.
0: Yeah, she's a um, forerunner, but, so it may, it totally fits the the rule the lore already. She's a forerunner, so they can use okay. they can Never use mind. tech already that's built into their their bodies and shit. Yep.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there there it is. There's the justific- yep. justification. I like it. <laughs> no, that that character is also very cool. Yeah. Like zapping Master Chief out of whatever he was in. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying enough new stuff to to keep Halo fresh, uh, but it's still. It's Halo.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely Halo. And they end the trailer beautifully. Uh, for anybody out there who has not seen the Halo 2 trailer, uh, you guys should watch it because it's it's a, an amazing trailer of Chief uh, jumping through space with a very enormous bomb that he is giving back to uh, the people that sent it to him, right? <laughs> it is a badass moment. It's uh-huh. one of the greatest, greatest parts of gaming in my gaming history. And... If, any, if anything, all of us know that are Halo fans, Chief is very good at jumping from, um, you know, just a stationary object into a moving object. And the very last thing he does is jumps off this fucking giant tower <laughs> and he goes right into the back of a pelican. And, you know, door closes up. Yeah. Something epic is probably happening right after the screen goes black. They just didn't show us, but it was pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> Chief being a badass like he is all day <laughs> long all the time that's right so i'll i'll shut the gush up and uh we'll uh we'll we'll get on to some more news <laughs> so uh we did mention yeah, Re- and, returnal uh, oh go ahead man i'm cutting you off
1: yeah man more good news uh housemark has finally delivered on its fans requests um it's added a bit of a save feature you can uh choose to suspend your run um mid go so if you're in a certain room, you're like, okay, I got I gotta leave in five minutes, or like, you know, I'm I'm just done for now, but I'm not done with this run, you can just suspend it. You can kinda of like save your spot, which is very cool. Uh and now there are some caveats you obviously can't, you know, save during like cutscenes or like boss moments or in the you know, middle of a boss fight, you can't just stop, which honestly I think stopping in the middle of a run is well, it can be a little risky if you're um, in like a new biome to you, because you can kind of lose that rhythm a little bit. But, you know, if you're going back and, and it's about where I'm at doing collectibles, I'll save in the middle of the run. I'm there to find stuff and like progress the game more for me. So I think it's really great. I think it's a good. Uh, service for the fans is something fans have been asking for for a long time. I know that's what has made a lot of people really hesitant to buy the game is that the fact there's there's no safe feature and the potential for um, hours on one run. Um, Yeah, and they also added a photo mode, which I think could look cool. Um, We'll see how it goes. I'm not I didn't read how the controls actually work. I'm not sure they, they did. But if it's something as quick as like uh, what goes to Tsushima made, where it's just a single button and it instantly goes to like photo mode, I think that'll be great. Um, I'm not sure they mentioned how um, expensive. I don't know if you can like change lighting and angles and stuff, but I'll oh, go
0: ahead. Uh, I'm just reading while you're talking here. And it does say all you do is you simply pause the game and enter photo mode. So you just click the pause button and then go to photo mode. So it just stays right where that is. Yeah. So it doesn't affect your gameplay or what you're doing in the middle of like a dodge or something. Yeah.
1: That can make some very cool moments for uh, using the melee to kill stuff with that Atropian blade, get that mid swing. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be some cool stuff. I'm going to have to play with it. Um, I believe that um, that update is live now.
0: Yeah. Yep. Went live uh, earlier today. So oh, by the yeah. time people listen to this, it will have been uh, almost a week old, roughly.
1: Yeah, so if, you know, a lack of saves has kept you from buying Returnal, and I don't think it should have, but I get it. <laughs> now you have no excuse. This game is amazing. I'm not sure if I'll use a save feature because I like the um, the heavy looming, like, part of that. mm like that threat of a death and starting over i think it adds to the pressure of the game but you know i if i'm not going for like a speed run or anything and just doing collectibles and i haven't explored that couple of rooms i may give it a go see how i like it i think it, the um the game does focus a little bit on, i don't say it focus but you can get like a bit of momentum and a rhythm especially depending on the gun you have that
0: hmm. you know, if,
1: if you kind of lose that a little bit kind of lose there's a little step in your stride but yeah, if you
0: stay in the middle of an empty room,
1: may not hurt you too much.
0: Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I did get my, uh, you know, a little bit under my belt this this weekend when I popped over to your place and played a little uh, Returnal for a couple hours. Um, I I was pleasantly surprised with it because there was more exploring than I expected. That was really what took me by mm-hmm. surprise. I thought the game was just going to be bullet yeah. hell after bullet hell, boss after boss or mini boss after mini boss, you know, and it wasn't, which was oh, sure, really nice to see. It was not that way. So it is definitely on my want list. Um, the holiday season's coming up. So I'm really hoping this becomes a Christmas gift for me because um, now with the save state, I guarantee you guys, if the game would have released like this, I am one of those people Josh was talking about the not being able to save swayed me because i have a ps5 i want to play ps5 games on and i couldn't just leave one game on it all the time i didn't ha- i didn't buy a returnal console i bought a yeah. sony console you know what i mean <laughs> so That's fair. yeah yeah so i totally get it um i understand you know why it took time um we talked about it and we're going back to our topics you know and our difficulties in games but yeah we we want developers to build a game that is built the way they want it and uh I think I think this is the perfect medium, like meeting right in the middle. You don't have to use it. It's there if you'd like. But, you know, we built the game without it. Yeah, absolutely. we we want people to see our vision, more people to see our vision. If that includes putting a save state in there so that more people play it, go for it. And I'm glad they did.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I love it when companies like listen to their fans like this. You know, like do they intend for the game to have it? No, but they they listen to what the people who want their game want out of it, and what you know prevented people from buying it. And they're like, okay, we hear you. Or it's gonna take some time, but we're gonna yeah. make it happen. And as stable as this game is, I'm expecting it to work very well.
0: Oh, I would imagine so. They, I don't think they would have put it out if it was gonna be destabilizing of any kind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if it was going to be a mess, it would have been out a few months ago. But, yeah,
0: and I'll but definitely it support it. it. I'm definitely going to support it. It'll be mine. If I don't get it for the holidays, I will get it. You know, as soon as I meet my four to one ratio, it will be my next purchase purchase. <laughs> but I have to beat four games yeah. uh, before I get this one. And I I just finished uh, enough to buy uh, Guardians. So, um, yes. So when I beat Guardians and I beat Assassin's Creed in two more games, Returnal will be mine. That's just what's going to have to happen. And (laughs) just like Josh said, you have to support the people who want to listen to their fans, Um, you know, and and it's not game. It's kind of gaming related, but I, I did this with Sonic when they did the Sonic movie and they put the first trailer out and Sonic looked terrible and they went Mm -hmm. back and corrected him, made him look like the real Sonic that everybody wanted. I went, okay, I'm going to go see that movie now because they, they understood what their fans, uh, they understood the assignment, right? That's a big thing right now. <laughs> and they understood yeah. the assignment. They, they corrected <laughs> what they should have. And, th- you know, they were respecting the fans and their opinions on it and wh- who's paying for it. The fans are, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm super happy they did this. All right, Josh, you're, you yeah. have your next one down here too, man. So people aren't yeah, happy with the N64, right? Less
1: positiveness.
0: <laughs> Go for no, it. No, They're not happy with it. Um
1: apparently like the button layout was weird. Um I'm a little bit surprised because I was super stoked and um just work and being a functioning adult. I forgot that it came out on Monday and apparently is a good thing I did because the uh I've heard some complaints about button layouts are funky. Um there's even like rendering issues in twenty mm. year old games, which yeah. I think is kind of weird. I don't I don't know why the emulation is horror at this point. I saw a couple screenshots specifically of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in uh, the Water Temple where that watery area where you fight Shadow Link and it showed like the N64 version, it showed like the Wii U like release version and then it showed the Switch and the Switch actually looked worse than those other yeah. two. Like it didn't yeah. render the water right. It looked real funky. the The haziness in the room wasn't really quite there. It just had like too many rendering issues for a game that came out in 1998 yeah um yeah i i love nintendo um it they've been one of my you know main consoles for a long long time i don't really think this is all that acceptable i don't know if Mm -hmm. i want to be that Mm -hmm. harsh but it's it's been long enough for them to put more classic games out and when they finally did for over double the price they just didn't work right
0: and that that throws me off i'm not a fan i don't like it no same same here they need to fix it i uh once i saw you put this on the dock i did i did go on and look a little bit and you know even people they added online functionality which is really cool for like mario kart and you know games like that so you can play against other you know friends oh that's
1: super cool yeah
0: but it's like broken like it it barely works you know so that was a problem, mm-hmm. as well, on top of the controls, and you know how awful the games look compared to what they should look like and yeah, the screenshots that they show on here, guys are just it's ridiculous like if if you had to guess and we laid them down in front of you, I guarantee you would guess the wrong one for the switch. <laughs> I guarantee it <laughs> you just... would yeah, yeah, and that's all that's
1: all I need to see to feel like accidentally justified that I didn't buy in right away, and I will yeah. because I think Nintendo's big enough, and uh, there were a good few articles, like the one I have, isn't the only one that people that no. some gaming website, you know, wrote uh, having complaints about this. So it, it's a widespread problem, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping Nintendo is like fucking on it when they update it. I'm in because, of course, I want to play some of my all time favorite childhood games again. And yep. honestly, I don't think the price is that bad because they didn't bump the price up for the free Nintendo games and they didn't bump the price up for the free Super Nintendo games. Right. So I honestly as, a, as an all around package, I think I'm still in, but I don't think this is a good release, especially with how long it took. And I'm I'm okay again, I'm okay with the price, but doubling the price, I think I should get, you know, a perfect running game. Yep. Especially, especially. One that
0: old. That's what I was going to say, especially one that had should have been <laughs> running on the switch from day one and they've had multiple years to make it work in the background. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a bummer guys. So hopefully we'll be reporting back to you in a, an episode, two episodes, three, whoever knows uh, that they fixed it and things are running smoothly. So. Um, yep. Um. So last bit of news is. Um, pretty much the only thing that came out of the state of play today that air uh, came out today for PlayStation that I really cared about, um, which is that they're doing bug snacks, the Isle of big snacks. Um, I loved bug snacks. It was, uh, it was a launch title. It was one that I actually bought it on the PS4, um, because it was a four and five game. However, it, um, I didn't have a PS five at the time. It took me like two months to get a PS five before I was able to play on the five. So yeah, I, I can play it on the five now, of course, but they are giving us a free update. So anybody who has that, which actually was a free PlayStation five game. So if you had a five or you downloaded it at the time, it was one of the PlayStation plus games. I believe it was in like February or oh, something along nice. those lines. No, no, it was before February. I think it was like December or something like that. But anyhow, yeah, it's free update. Um, and uh, young horse, uh that that is the developer uh, they're adding a free major update to bug snacks on the p s five early next year in this update, the bug snacks from the main game are much bigger. uh The expansion takes place on a new island that appeared from the bottom of the ocean, and there will be at least a dozen new bug snacks to catch so it's just a really silly game. it's like a Pokemon, but they're all kind of food related characters, and you have to somehow figure out how to catch them and It's like a puzzly type yeah. thing. Like, you have to figure out what foods they like or dislike or ways to get them to you know run out of a bush and catch them in a trap and you know it's uh it's really cutesy it's fun it's funny actually it actually was pretty funny and uh it's it's got some really good music like just that soothing music just doesn't get old and some really good yeah. menu music and everything so we still really? throw out okay. bug snacks uh, like quips and stuff around the house you know having kids and things you know we'll do their sound effects you know like yeah there's there's a i think one of them was a a, shu- a sugar bee or something like that or a snuggle bee and you know they they all just have funny little things they say as they're running around honeybee that's what it was it Was a instead of a honeybee okay. it was a honeybee and it was like a um it was like a like a what do I want to say? Cinnamon roll type thing, like turned into a bee that flies around, you know? Oh, and it literally. Like a honey bun? <laughs> yes, there you go. Like a honey bun. Yeah. And it's just constantly yeah. saying their names all the time. It was just flying around going, Honda bee, Honda, Honda bee, Hunda, Hunda bee. <laughs> like all the time. Oh my gosh. And it never got old, yeah. which was hilarious because it was just that right type of, <laughs> of humor and funny that it was great.
1: Uh huh. Oh, man. I got to be honest. That's a game I never cared about. In the slightest. I saw all that come out with some of these previous <laughs> games. I'm like, well, that's something I'll definitely never play. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, it was a weird one. Oh man. The cool, uh, the game
1: I do kind of want to play um is Death's Door. Mm. Um, and it's coming to PlayStation. Apparently it's been out for a minute, but it's a really cool looking, like top down isometric, like dungeon crawler. It looks very like action RPG ish. Um it looks really neat it has like a very cool like aesthetic it Looks like your characters like this little like crow fella and uh nick was telling me about it before apparently earlier ferrying souls across uh to the afterlife or something like that and that yeah. sounds like a pretty unique kind of concept um it was only like a minute trailer i saw i haven't seen any gameplay for this game but i'm now i'm i'm in man uh nothing really else from the state of play really caught my uh caught my eyes which sony was very blatant about like don't be expecting giant titles. We've shown you a bunch of stuff already. Um, this is more about kind of like the indie scene a little bit more. Uh, mm. Which means some stuff was a little bit more niche. And that's great.
0: Yeah, very true. Very true. It was, it was not I expect a lot of big stuff. Um, I think they showed, uh, was it Little Devil Inside? Um, which was kind of one of the biggest announcements besides Bug Snacks and um, Death War mm. is going to be coming out. But there, yeah. those are just overall generalized big announcements. Obviously, everybody out there has their own big announcements. So then yep. most of them probably didn't care about Bug Snacks, and I did. So that's just goes to show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, enough people had to care for them to come out with some, ex- you know, free update and you know additional content. That's true, man. There's a fan base, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah my kids are killing for like, you know, toys or something from it. And I'm like, good luck guys. It's too niche of a thing. It's not mainstream. <laughs> it's not Pokemon. <laughs> I hear you he is I want an Octo
1: plush from Returnal. And I don't think mm. that's ever going to happen. Right.
0: You have to hit up Etsy and have somebody make it for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the a hundred dollar stuffed animal. I don't oh, need a minimum bad. minimum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, we knew we had a bigger episode this week, so uh, we're we're going to skip out on our game shout-outs. Obviously, I didn't throw that out in the beginning of the episode for what we're going to be doing because I didn't want to, like, s- promise anything we didn't have time for. We knew we were going to have a big one today with a, a, an excellent topic chosen yeah. by our Patreon and our, our fans out there. We appreciate those guys doing that. That was fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed uh, yeah. that. That was a great topic. I love doing those. I know Josh does as well. We, we talk about it almost after every episode. Oh, I guess. yeah. Hell of a topic discussion. <laughs> we, do. <laughs> we do. We do. Get, we get hyped even after the recording. Yes, yes. Um, and you know what? Like Josh said earlier, you know, life gets in the way. We both work full-time jobs, and we try and have fun when we can on this. But we did not have a lot of time to play PlayStation Plus games this month either. So as far as uh, Mortal Kombat goes, I, I can just tell you, you know, it was Mortal Kombat. Like, it, it's not a whole lot different than what you would expect from a Mortal Kombat. That's about it. <laughs> Didn't really get a whole lot under that's our really
1: belt. If you're interested, you'll love it. If you don't like Mortal Kombat, you probably won't like Mortal Kombat.
0: Pin. <laughs> it right. is good. It is well-made. I-, I, oh, yeah. I
1: will very much give it that. It is a solid game. If you're into fighting games, 100%, you should download it.
0: Yeah, very pretty as well for a PS4 title that's uh, playing on the 5 and everything. It but It is. Yeah. Very pretty. And, uh, very solid as well, but, uh, I'm not a huge fighting genre guy, but it was more life got in the way than anything. And it definitely was nothing else, but that'll happen. All right. So I think we're going to end it off for this episode guys. And, uh, we'll, we'll see you back on the next one. We'll see how the scheduling works out. I got a vacation coming up, so maybe a week off in the middle. We'll keep you updated on the socials. We'll see if we can work another one in before, uh, time happens. Um, Send us in those Christmas ideas, guys. I know it's a little early. We're first of November, but we got to give you some time. We want to, we don't want to rush any of our fans. If they want to send us a great story, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it on the show and uh, we'll try and even fit them in, uh, in other episodes as well, if you want to send them to us. Uh, But we definitely want to use some good Christmas stuff from you guys involved. Hell yeah, definitely. All right, Josh, uh, you good, man. Uh, I think we're good for another one. Oh yeah. Another one in. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, for myself and for Josh, remember, like we always say, stay loud. All right.